This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about what happens when your business gets big enough that you're expanding, that you need to hire someone, or maybe you already are a business that has employees. You might be struggling with them. Did you hire the right people? How the heck do you find and hire the right people? You know, all of those various things. And so that's why we're going to have so much fun today talking with Jamie Van Syke. So welcome, Jamie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You know, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we'll just jump in because this is a topic that is so interesting to me. And I know it's very interesting to small business owners because you know, we try and do it ourselves. You know, that's, that's the whole big thing. You know, we're a small business owner. We must do it ourselves. But we frequently grow enough or don't know enough that we need to hire someone to help us. And so that's why this yes. is going to be so much fun to, to talk, talk with you. So Jamie Van Syke is a small business consultant who helps high-performing business owners to grow their teams. With over 10 years of leadership experience, Jamie teaches her clients how to hire and manage loyal and reliable contractors and employees. By learning the dynamics of each company, she helps each client create, understand, and execute the right hiring and leadership strategies so that they can find, develop, and manage the team members they need to feel confident and supported as they move their business forward. So again, Jamie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, you know, let's kind of start back at the the beginning. Um, and you know, and and I can you know I could tell by looking at you and at your LinkedIn profile that you're probably one of those <gasps> dreaded millennials. <laughs> yes, and you yes, know, I am. <laughs> I always get a kick out of this because all I mean, all of the millennials that I know. Now, granted, I meet them in a professional setting, but. They have, you know, they're, they're wonderful, talented, skilled, you know, and, and so when people are like, ew, a millennial, I'm like, no, you don't know the millennials I know, they can work circles around you. Um, you know, and what I love is that more and more, you are starting your own businesses. Um, yes. You know, a lot of times we, as in <clears throat> my generation, we <laughs> waited until it was a second career or, you know, we went back into the workforce, things like that. And, and you guys are taking the bull by the horns much earlier and saying, hey, I want to start my own business. I want to be in control of my destiny. And I love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think you know, a lot of times we just have that point of view of mm-hmm. we see something, it's like, okay, we're going to make it happen. Right. Like we are not bound by mm-hmm. the the rules out there that other mm-hmm. generations thought they had to follow. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've heard it from once I started when I started managing, mm-hmm. most of my team members were millennials and mm-hmm. I'd hear from other managers it's like, "Oh, they're so hard to manage." And I'm just like, "They're they're people." Like, yeah, it's like yeah. every generation you have to learn how to manage. You have to right. learn how to deal with because mm-hmm. they're all different. Like, right. it's just you learn how mm-hmm. you learn what makes them tick, mm-hmm. and you manage them appropriately. Right. Which is obviously part of why you decided to start your own business on how yes. the heck we do this. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that. 
Yeah. So, um, my business, I'm really there to be a guide for small business owners mm-hmm. as they go to hire employees. Okay. So business owners hire me to help them through the process because most of them have never done it themselves right. or they try to do it themselves and mm-hmm. they realize it's a lot harder than they mm-hmm. thought. There's a mm-hmm. lot of moving pieces. So mm-hmm. I help business owners reduce the time it takes to find good hires, take over some of the process for them so that way they can focus on everything else they have mm-hmm. to do for their business because most of the time when you're hiring, it's because you've run out of time. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, now you need to take all this mm-hmm. time to find a good employee. You're like, mm-hmm. where am I going to get this time? Mm-hmm. Right. So I just really help them make sure that they're getting the right people, filling the right positions. Mm-hmm. So that way they actually have the right help to reach their goals mm-hmm. and move their business forward. Right. You know, and as I said, when we start our businesses, as, you know, and, and, and we're that solopreneur, we often think we do have to do it all. You know, yes. and, and whether we put that burden on ourselves or whether we, you know, have that burden put on us by someone else or we just, you know, make it up. Um, you know, and, and so it does become a challenge to think, well, wait a minute, I need to hire it done. And, and it's funny because we do that in everyday life. You know, we, we hire an attorney, we hire a doctor, we, you know, we hire somebody to change the oil in our cars. So we as a business owner should hire someone. And, you know, and, and whether it's the CPA, the tax attorney, you know, the, the mm-hmm. business attorney, marketing professional, you know, all those various things. To me, it shows that your business is ready to take that next step when yes. you recognize you need to hire that expertise. And whether it's a consultant, a, you know, a, a contractor or an employee, it really does mean that you are ready to go to that next step. But what I've seen frequently and, you know, it, it, is that we wait too long. You know, we, as you mentioned, you know, we frequently do it because we've run out of time. And what's happened is we've, we've run ourselves and our businesses into the ground. Yeah. So let's kind of start at when the heck do you decide that you need to hire somebody? Yeah. So my best advice for business owners is just like you should be setting a business plan to discuss like where you want to go, the mm-hmm. products mm-hmm. you're going to have, the customers you're going to serve. You need to kind of also build this this idea team structure okay. of what it would look like mm-hmm. five years down the road if money wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. So you had enough to pay mm-hmm. everybody. What would it look like? What right. type of help would mm-hmm. you want? Like, mm-hmm. and how would that help impact your business? Mm-hmm. And then once you start seeing that, you can start seeing, okay, this is where I need to go in terms of help. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I identify when it's mm-hmm. the right time to start taking the steps of hiring people to get there? Mm-hmm. And that's when I walk through business owners through, okay, here are the four signs that I say it's time to start okay. actually hiring help. Mm-hmm. And most of this is like, you got to be a little, you a little bit proactive and be mm-hmm. realistic and, mm-hmm. and understand what's going on around mm-hmm. you. Four of those reasons have to, or I'm sorry, three of those four reasons have to do with time. Okay. One is you're having to say no to idea clients, idea customers. Uh-huh. People are mm-hmm. coming your way or maybe even mm-hmm. your current clients and you're saying, mm-hmm. having to say, nope, I can't take mm-hmm. on that work. Right. Or sometimes it's like, well, yes, I can take on that work, but it's going to be two months because mm-hmm. I have a backlog or mm-hmm. I can't get schedule you for an appointment mm-hmm. or anything like that. And of course, the client perspective, they're like, I don't want to know. I wanted it now. I want it now. Therefore, I'll go to someone else who can yeah. do it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even think about it's like for a doctor, you, know, mm-hmm. you call up a doctor and they're like, well, I know you have this, this stomach pain, but I can't see you for two mm-hmm. months. There's no way you're going to wait two months. Right. You're going to go find another doctor mm-hmm. because you're in pain now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's one of the reasons. Like if you have mm-hmm. to say no to projects you want to work mm-hmm. on, to clients you want to serve, if you're turning people away at the door, it's probably time to hire. Mm-hmm. You know? right. And then one of the other reasons is 
customers are leaving because you're giving them poor customer service. Mm. The busier you get, mm -hmm. the longer it takes for you to respond to right. emails. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't have time to sit there and answer the phone because you're serving, mm -hmm. serving clients or mm -hmm. making products or doing things. So what we live in a society where we want things instantaneously. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the millennials, especially millennials. If they're mm -hmm. your target audience, mm -hmm. they want things right away. Mm -hmm. And if you can't serve them in a timely manner, mm -hmm. have things set up in your business to mm -hmm. answer questions, to get back to new customer inquiries, they're probably going to go to someone else before right. you can get back to them. Mm -hmm. Or your current customers are going to say, listen, this is not what I want anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, when we started working together, you were responding in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Now it takes you three days. Mm -hmm. Three days isn't, isn't good for me. I'm right. going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So that's another so time or sign of time. The other thing for time is you want to expand your business, but you can't do it because you're limited with right. what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. so maybe you want to open a second location. You want to add a new product mm -hmm. or you want to add a new service, but you physically cannot take the time to do those items. Mm -hmm. So that's sometimes where being proactive comes in. So if you're saying, well, going into the new year in 2020, I want to do this, but how do you get there? Right. How do you do mm -hmm. that? with what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. And some people make the decision, well, I'm going to stop doing this so I can do that. Mm -hmm. But is that the right bus business mm -hmm. decision? Right. Do you need to stop one thing in order mm -hmm. to do the other? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we shift, we pivot, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But other times, we want a business that can do both things. Mm -hmm. So we need to find out a way to make that more time, right. and hiring is the time. Mm -hmm. The other sign that you're probably going to need to hire someone is you just don't have the skill or knowledge to do things yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we can't do everything and do everything well. Mm -hmm. There's things in business that we don't know how to do and we need to hire the right people to mm -hmm. help us. And sometimes we're like, okay, but because we're, we're so used to doing everything ourselves, right. we think we knew like, mm -hmm. I can go take a class. Yeah. I can go I learn can research it that. on Google. <laughs> yes, I can go do it. And mm -hmm. I always have to say, but how much time does it take right. you to do that? Mm -hmm. Even if you go take a class, mm -hmm. how long is it going to take you mm -hmm. to do that skill at the level it's right. needed in order to do the project or the service or whatever mm -hmm. it is in your product at the mm -hmm. level you want it done? Mm -hmm. That takes a lot of time. So you need to sometimes bring in the experts who are going mm -hmm. to do it right and do right. it quicker than you mm -hmm. doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned time because I've had a situation in the last couple of months. Now, I am a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this isn't the only thing that I do. And, um, and, but one of the things that I do is I do social media posting for clients. And so, you know, that's great. I tell people I can work anywhere I have internet, which is true. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on vacation, do I really want to be doing that? No. And, and it's, you know, and, and it's funny because I've, you know, the last couple of months I've been on vacation several times and, you know, and I notified my clients, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out of the office, but I will still be working because, you know, had internet and all of those places. And, and, and so I said, you know, I just, I'm, there might be a slight delay. And, you know, and, and I probably didn't even have to notify them. I don't think they would have even noticed unless they were my Facebook friend and they saw my vacation pictures. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and I, part of it is, I mean, there's several things. Okay. First is I love my clients. I love doing what I do for them. So I wanted to see what's, what's going on, you know, and, and continue keeping up on them by doing their posting. And then there's that dreaded control factor. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes. <laughs> could I give it to someone else? You know, and, and that I think really is the, one of the biggest things for people is to, to delegate 
or to turn something over. Um, you know, when I hired my VA as uh, to produce my radio program, you know, could I do what she does? Sure, I did. I did everything that she does for many years. But then I finally thought, okay, this is stupid. You know, I, I can I can hire someone to do it. She actually does a better job than I did. Um, so that's always fun. But you know, turning that control over really was one of the hardest things. And it's funny now because people will say, you know, well, what is, you know, does she do your, she does, she does the social media posting for my client or for, for my program. And I don't even read it. You know, she just posts it. I don't, I certainly don't review it. Now I, I might see it because it, you know, right. pops up in the feed, but you know, and, and I've had people who are just amazed at, what do you mean you don't review? Which, uh, well, I trust her. I trust that she knows exactly what to do in order to post. But that's that whole thing, you know, giving away that control factor that so many small business owners have a problem with. No, exactly. And like to go back when you're talking about having to work on vacation, like that's one thing you have to think about with one of the reasons to grow your business to the Mm -hmm. point where you're bringing on help. Mm -hmm. And the motivation to bring in on help is you, you own a business, Mm -hmm. but do you have a job or are you a business owner? Right. And that's one of the difference. Mm -hmm. So when you are doing everything Mm -hmm. and you have to work when you're on Mm -hmm. vacation, if you're have to worry about like, okay, am I going to have internet so I can do this? Or how is my business going to be impacted? Cause Mm -hmm. I can't do anything Mm -hmm. for a week because I'm going someplace Mm -hmm. where I'm refusing to get on the internet or I don't Mm -hmm. have it. Like Mm -hmm. then you kind of have a job. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, I was like, if your boss was treating you like the way you're treating right. yourself, would you keep mm-hmm. working for them? And then mm-hmm. no, normally it's no. Like right. you would never put up with mm-hmm. a boss who treats you the way you treat mm-hmm. yourself. Right. So that's oh, the yeah. thing. It's like growing your business to the point where you have employees or have the right contractors to help mm-hmm. you makes it so things can get done without mm-hmm. you having to do it. Right. But then that brings us to delegation and trust mm-hmm. and trusting other people. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I say to my clients all the time is, does it have to be done by you or does it have to be done right? Right. And if mm-hmm. it just needs to be done right, mm-hmm. if it's not something that has to be done by you because mm-hmm. you don't need to be the face mm-hmm. of it, you can train someone to do it. Mm-hmm. You can teach someone what it means to do it right in your right. business. And with delegation, like there's all these fears around it. It's I've been doing it, so there's no way they're going to do it the way mm-hmm. I I was oh, doing yeah. it. Nobody can and, do it the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And and all I can say is, well, that's 100% true. No mm-hmm. one's going to do it exactly like right. you're doing it. But you have to figure out what really matters and how mm-hmm. you're doing it. Because mm-hmm. yes, it's going to be slightly different, mm-hmm. but some things matter and some mm-hmm. things don't. Right. So we need to figure out what matters, mm-hmm. what means for it to be done right, mm-hmm. and the rest doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, right. and it, yeah. And, and different is not wrong. <laughs> and, and, and in many cases, and this is always hard, different might be better. <laughs> yes. Like you said, like the person doing your podcast and stuff like that, does it, does it better than mm-hmm. you could do it? Does yeah. it difference? Mm-hmm. And if we're like, okay, well, I need to keep this person in this box and it's the only way it can get done. Mm-hmm. They might have the ability to improve mm-hmm. what you're doing, but you don't right. allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to trust people. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with the writing of the social media posts, I'm pretty sure when you started, you reviewed those. I you said, yeah. you said, hey, is this the right mm-hmm. tone? Is it something mm-hmm. that I want? Is mm-hmm. it something I want going out on my mm-hmm. pages and people seeing? And then you said, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. 
they're doing it right. And then maybe you reviewed them every so often mm-hmm. to make sure it was still going right, right and it wasn't mm-hmm. taking a turn for mm-hmm. the worse. And you built up that trust over time. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things to know with delegation is it's a building up a trust mm-hmm. over time and knowing that things might not be right that first time. Right. That first post that they might send you, you might look at that and be like, oh my gosh, this is totally not like yeah, anything I that I want on my page. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you mm-hmm. need to go back and give different directions. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's all about setting expectations mm-hmm. and knowing that when you first set expectations, you have your point of view of those expectations. Mm-hmm. They have theirs. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they're not going to match. Right. So you set it once, mm-hmm. they do it. And then you have to tell them and explain to them mm-hmm. why what they did mm-hmm. didn't match your expectation. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you tell them why mm-hmm. and you really bring into like why it's important mm-hmm. to your business, to your customers and all that stuff, mm-hmm. they start to learn and they start to evolve what their expectations are to be closer to what mm-hmm. your expectations are. Right. So it's never going to be handed off, done mm-hmm. 100% right that first mm-hmm. time. And you're like, oh, this delegation stuff's easy. Mm-hmm. It takes time. It takes work, right. but mm-hmm. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, because then we get back time to go on vacation, to expand our business, to spend time with family. I mean, you know, all of those various things. You know, I I joke frequently on the program that, you know, as as a small business owner, we only have 28 hours in our day. And it feels like that, right? And we work eight days a week because we, you know, we... eh, and, and, and there's a variety of reasons why. I mean, some of us just like that, um, you know, and, and, but for other people, they really do feel like they have to work that much in order for their business to be successful. Yeah. And in some cases, you know, they, they, they might because of how they've set the business up. You know, if they have clients that are expecting you to respond on Saturday at 2 p.m., then you darn well better respond at Saturday at 2 p.m. But it comes back to those expectations again. You know, do the clients really need to be responded to? Um, You know, I had a discussion with some clients and and I frequently have this discussion with new clients where, you know, I explained to them that just because I have a home-based business, it doesn't mean I'm available 24-7. You know, I, I don't work at night. I don't work weekends and I don't, and I'm, I'm, I should put work in my little air quotes um, or, or holidays. Am I checking email? Am I probably working? Sure. I mean, you know, if I can't sleep at midnight, I'm probably going to check email, but I don't respond. That's the key because then I don't want them to think, oh, she is going to respond at midnight. Um, but you know, the, the easy way that I found is to tell them, you know, if you expect that I'm going to work evenings, weekends, and holidays, more than happy to do that. Here's a different fee for that. Yes. And then it's amazing how they discover it can wait till Monday morning. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I know with some of my clients, because it's one of the beauties of being able to run your own business is to create your own hours. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to have it be a mm-hmm. nine to five job. Right. And so I work with some clients that with the type of business that they mm-hmm. run, it's hard for them to work right. with me and us to have those meetings mm-hmm. during business hours because mm-hmm. then they're, they're losing billable hours mm-hmm. with their right. clients. And they're hiring because they don't mm-hmm. have enough time. So right. mm-hmm. You don't have enough time to do everything in your business. You're going to lose billable mm-hmm. hours. Now give me some time so we mm-hmm. can discuss this mm-hmm. so I can help mm-hmm. you hire. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But because I can create my own time, mm-hmm. like my own thing, I have one or two nights a week where I will take client meetings, mm-hmm. but then I don't work during the days right. during mm-hmm. that time. So it's like a trade-off. If like mm-hmm. on a Monday night, I have a client meeting, mm-hmm. I take time off during the day and mm-hmm. spend it with my kids and mm-hmm. saying, okay. I'm not working starting at 3 p.m. when the kids Mm -hmm. get home from school Mm -hmm. and we'll go back to the office at 7 p.m. when Mm -hmm. I'm going to have that meeting. And it's Mm -hmm. just being able to say, 
just because you have something later or you have to do something on the weekend or you have to go to a networking event, mm-hmm. you don't have to work every hour in between. Right. right. You have the you have the ability to decide how you spend your mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and the nice thing is when you reach the point where you can hire someone, you know, and, and whether it's that you're hiring them as an employee or as a consultant, you know, the process in, in many cases is the same. Um, you know, I've, I've had it, especially employment attorneys on who have been, you know, very clear on, you, you know, there's a difference between the two. Um, you know, you don't hire a consultant and expect them to work 40 hours a week because, hello, that's called an employee. Yes. Um, and, and, of course, there are legal things that come with having someone as an employee, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and so, you know, that's, that is one of the things that when you start thinking about this, you have to think about, you know, when, when we oh, yeah. were employees, you know, it was like, oh yeah, I think they got workers comp and oh look, I got insurance. You know, we, we didn't really care about that. We just knew it came with it. But then all of a sudden when you're having to do it, it's like, oh gosh. So this is sometimes consultants are easier to hire because you're not worrying about some of that stuff. But you know, it's, it is, it, it, it is a different mindset when you are hiring an employee because there are other things that go along with it besides just, hey, Jamie, want to come work for me? Yes. Yeah, no, there's definitely differences. And educating my clients on the difference between contractors and employees is one of the things that I love to do because a lot of people I work with, home-based businesses, mm-hmm. they're used to being solopreneurs. They're mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just going to hire a VA. Mm-hmm. And then they list everything that they want their VA to do, which also includes answering phones between certain hours. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not that's not a VA. That's yeah. not a contractor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure, you can give them a virtual assistant title because if they're, they're going to be mm-hmm. remote, I was like, yeah, but, but they're not a contractor. Uncle Sam is going to think <laughs> differently. And, and of course, that really is where the difference comes in. You know, the IRS gets a little concerned if you're not paying those, those taxes correctly. Yep. And, and and for me, like I, I learned the difference between employees and independent contractors because mm-hmm. I had no idea. But my very first full time job, they had they had me misclassified. They had mm-hmm. me as an independent contractor, mm-hmm. and I wasn't an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea mm-hmm. what it meant to be mm-hmm. classified as an employee or classified mm-hmm. as independent contractor. Right. So when they said, "Here's how you're going to be classified," mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay." okay. Yeah. Okay, so I have mm-hmm. to submit my own taxes. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that would be different between like. Mm-hmm. Bit, but if that's what you're telling me I have mm-hmm. to do, that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't until like someone opened my eyes, is like mm-hmm. when I was during tax time, and I was just mm-hmm. like, wait, what do you mean this is di- like it shouldn't be this way? And I started uh-huh. doing research, and mm-hmm. I found that a lot of business owners are mm-hmm. like that as well. Mm-hmm. People will tell them, well, just go hire an independent contractor because mm-hmm. then you don't have to worry about workman's comp, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about paying the extra taxes, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about this, you don't have to worry about that. So they're like, okay, that sounds mm-hmm. great, let me go do mm-hmm. it. But they don't understand that where it really comes down to is the relationship that's mm-hmm. between those two right. people for you mm-hmm. and the person that you're mm-hmm. hiring. And sometimes it can't be an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be, but mm-hmm. you have to know how to walk that line mm-hmm. so you're not going to get in trouble for misclassification. Right. right. You know, and then there's also the perception from them. You know, If they're an independent contractor, a consultant you're probably not the only person that they're working for. Right. You know, and, 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 and you know, that's part of why they, they do that. They want to be able to work for multiple people. But of course, that means they're going to have different priorities. They're going to have, you know, they obviously have other people that they're reporting to, other projects that they're working on. So your tasks might go down a bit. Um, you know, and, and let's be honest, there's a loyalty factor 
you know, an employee may not always, but may be more loyal to you than an independent contractor. Right. Yeah. And there's also different things like the work an independent contractor Mm -hmm. does a lot of times, like, yes, the output, the thing that they're delivering to you is typically like yours. You Mm -hmm. own that. The thought process that Mm -hmm. goes around to doing that, if they Mm -hmm. use certain templates with all their clients, they own those templates. Mm -hmm. So I remember talking to someone and they're like, well, yeah, I started seeing things that were very similar Mm -hmm. in like, layout that that website looks like my website Mm -hmm. and they're like well at the end of the day like I didn't Mm -hmm. own the layout of it I owned the final product Mm -hmm. so they could go and do that but they said now I'm growing my business to the point where I don't want it to look like other Mm -hmm. things so they're Mm -hmm. like I need to bring someone in Mm -hmm. that's going to do the where I own all Mm -hmm. the work right and that's something when you have an employee Mm -hmm. you can own all the work Mm -hmm. versus just the final product Or when you're working with that contractor, you need to be very clear that, you know, they will develop, you know, let's go back to a website, you know, yep. they won't use a theme that everybody else uses. Now, you know, themes are, you can, you can personalize those so much that nobody even knows, but right. you, know, you will have a unique layout is maybe the, the way to put it. And, and it will not be used by someone else. Mm-hmm. Now, the trick is you're going to pay for that. Yes. You know, and, and, and that's the thing that people need to remember is, you know, if I want unique work, I'm going to pay a unique price. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things with independent contractors and employees mm-hmm. as well is typically independent contractors, mm-hmm. if you actually break it down per hour, mm-hmm. you pay them more. Right. So a lot of people, it's like, well, I'm not paying mm-hmm. the taxes. And it's like, well, in a way you are mm-hmm. because they have to right. pay those taxes. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking those, those taxes right. out of their own pocket. They're taking it out of what you pay them. Right. So they bump their rates to make sure those taxes are covered. Right. They bump yeah. those rates to make sure their mm-hmm. equipment's covered. Mm-hmm. So it's like some of those things you just have to look at to say, mm-hmm. well, how often am I actually going to use mm-hmm. them? Right. You know, is, you know, because you could hire a contractor for five hours a month. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hire an employee for five hours no, a month. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that's where this whole process, you know, it, it, it really takes sitting down and thinking about it. Um, you know, and it's not just, oh, I think I need to hire an employee. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, we've got seasonal workers and, and all, you know, yep. that, that gets really confusing. But, you know, I was, I was on your website and I found this great ebook that you have. And I kind of want to walk through it because it's called From Solopreneur to Employer Roadmap. Yes. And, and I looked at this and I thought, this is perfect. This really is you know, I, I think a great piece and, and, you know, and you, it's not long, it's a whopping 11 pages people, but you know, it's, it walks through this process. And so I love the first thing is money. I mean, yeah. you know, do you have enough guaranteed money every month that you can hire someone to help you? Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a contractor, whether it's an employee, you know, if, if that's going to cost, a thousand dollars. Now that's probably a contractor. You know, if it's a, mm-hmm. if, do you have that thousand dollars every month that you know you have that you can pay? Um, right. And that's where it's tricky as a solopreneur because you've got you you know in in many cases your business goes up, your business goes down, and so that's that is kind of one of the first things to really think about. You you absolutely have to. I mean, if you you can have the best intentions in the world, but if you can't pay them, it's not going to matter. Yeah. And that's always, it's another thing that makes that very tricky Mm -hmm. is the mindset of people. It's like, okay, well, I'm adding this expense. Mm -hmm. I, how am I, I need to now have an extra thousand dollars every month to pay this person. Mm -hmm. You need that extra money to Mm -hmm. pay them at first, 
But that position should then start paying for right. itself. Yes. Yes, so you know, it should generate it's something. You know, whether it's that you sale. have more time to spend getting clients or whatever, yeah, it it should yeah. pay for itself at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want to make sure you have at least a predictable mm-hmm. amount of revenue every month so that mm-hmm. way you're not ebbing and flowing and you're mm-hmm. not saying I'm hiring someone now because I need it. And then two months from now, well, I'm having my typical mm-hmm. downturn and mm-hmm. now I can't afford to pay anybody, right. so I'm laying everybody off. Mm-hmm. Contractors a lot of the times, like depending on how you set up mm-hmm. the contract, like Sometimes it they do ebb and flow. Like you can mm-hmm. say, I'm bringing someone on for two months mm-hmm. and then they're going. You can say, mm-hmm. I'm bringing on a temp employee because it's my mm-hmm. busy season and then they're going. Mm-hmm. But when you hire an employee and they expect to be with you for right. the long haul, mm-hmm. they're not expecting this mm-hmm. to be a one or two month gig. Mm-hmm. And then you have these like downturns that are normal for your business, but you're not really planning for them mm-hmm. when it comes to employees and you lay people off, it gives a bad impression. Right. And then people are like, well, I don't want to take a job with that company mm-hmm. because they have a reputation for hiring people. Mm-hmm and then laying them off two months later, Mm -hmm. especially with full-time employment. If people need a full-time job, they need a full-time job and they don't want to be at risk of Mm -hmm. losing their job Mm -hmm. because you can no longer afford them. And they'll research you. I mean, you know, they'll look on Facebook, they'll look on on LinkedIn, all these various places, and they'll start seeing that trend, Um, you know, and and, even Yelp, things like that. You know, when, when you have unhappy employees, they make it known. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Very much. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, that's where it's, you know, we, you've talked about the fact that this needs to be part of your business plan. It, it really does. You know, you need to, to sit down and figure it out. It, and especially depending on the type of business that you're in. Um, many years ago, I worked for uh, an ad agency. Great people, loved working for them, you know, and, and that's where I thought, ooh, I want to do this myself. Um, and part of it was because I liked that we did something different all the time. Um, but they had one client, and this is this is really typical with a lot of agencies, one client that was more than 50% of the business. Right. Um, you know, and 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 they long-term client, uh, yada yada yada, and they fired us. Um, you know, and it was, it, you know, it, it was simply because they wanted to work with somebody new. They had a new right. internal person who wanted to bring on his own people. So nothing negative against us or anything like that, but it was, you know, it was time for the change. Well, when all of a sudden you lose 50% of your income, yep. you're probably going to lose 50% of your employees. Um, you know, and, and, and that was something now, could they have foreseen that? I don't know. You know, but that's where part of your business structure comes in. You know, when when any business has somebody who is that much, you know, of of their revenue, it can get real tricky really fast. Oh yes, definitely. And sometimes it's it's all about planning, and mm-hmm. yeah, because you have to know that those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's clients you're working with that aren't going to renew mm-hmm. because it. And sometimes it's the best thing for both sides right. when it comes mm-hmm. to the actual relationship. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Right revenue, you might be like, oh my God, I'm losing that revenue. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to everything else, it's the best decision. Right. Yeah, but it's, yeah. Now you've got time open up to go after those clients that you were, you, you, you wanted to serve and you couldn't, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But so sometimes you have to plan for those things mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of thinking like, okay, what happens if all of a sudden I lose this client mm-hmm. and start preparing, mm-hmm. start putting a little bit of a buffer in your mm-hmm. account. So that way, mm-hmm. if all of a sudden you lose mm-hmm. a client can you still mm-hmm. afford to pay all the help mm-hmm. you have for one, two, three months right. until you're mm-hmm. able to refill mm-hmm. and backfill that mm-hmm. position? 
So sometimes you just have to prepare. I know mm -hmm. I was talking to someone who was actually a, a financial planner and we were having this conversation and he goes, well, I really think my next hire needs to be a second of me, but obviously I need to be able to pay that person. So mm -hmm. how do I pay this person when I don't have the money in my business right now to pay it? And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, you're, you're a financial planner. What would you yeah. tell your clients mm -hmm. if, if they're saying, I want to mm -hmm. be able to afford this thing that I can't afford right now? Mm -hmm. And he goes, I'd probably tell them to start saving. Yeah. And start like mm -hmm. planning for it now mm -hmm. and like putting money away mm -hmm. each month. Like you have that. And I was mm -hmm. like, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to go and hire this person that you don't have the funds for today. Mm -hmm. How are you going to get those funds right. and start being proactive and working mm -hmm. today instead of it being like, mm -hmm. I'm adding this expense. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, if I need to pay someone $2,000 a month, I don't have $2,000 mm -hmm. a month right now. Mm -hmm. How do I r ramp up mm -hmm. my revenue so I can pay for that? Or how right. can I start putting away $500 every month. And so that way in a few months, six months, I have some in, mm -hmm. in reserve. So mm -hmm. as that person's getting into their role, training, onboarding, helping to start mm -hmm. make an impact, I have money to pay them mm -hmm. until my company's starting to earn right. more revenue because I have them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and probably at the start when you first hire them, especially when you're first hiring, you know, so this is not your hundredth employee, not your 200th employee, it might be your first or your second there is going to be a lag time. You know, yeah. what are you turning over for them to do? <coughs> Especially if it's something that's revenue generating, it's going to take them a while to get up to speed. Yeah. You know, and, and so you need to plan on kind of that little lag time also. Plus you're having to spend time with them. You know, you're not able to be doing what you're doing because you're working with them. So there is kind of that, that little period of adjustment time. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is for employees and contractors. I'll just say mm -hmm. even for myself, like I work with someone that helps gets gets me on podcasts and mm -hmm. um, gets me speaking gigs and everything. And so I knew when I hired that person, it's not going to be I'm hiring her next day. I'm on a podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. It goes live and mm -hmm. I'm starting to get more clients because of it. It was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, we have to have that that period of pitching. Mm -hmm then there's going to be interviews mm -hmm. and then they're going to go live. Mm -hmm. Some of them take one, mm -hmm. two, three months right. before they go live. And it, it's all this, like it has to work up. Mm -hmm. And it's not until after those are live that potentially I'm going to see an impact mm -hmm. revenue wise from those opportunities. Right. But if I said, Oh, after month one, I haven't earned anything additional in my business for this by hiring this person and mm -hmm. let her go. Mm -hmm. I would be missing everything because mm -hmm. things don't happen that quickly. Right. And you have to think even with an employee, mm -hmm. they have to learn, they have, mm -hmm. they have to be fully onboarded. Even if they're going to be a salesperson going mm -hmm. out and getting clients, a lot of times that doesn't happen on month no. one because they're still mm -hmm. learning. They're making mm -hmm. those connections. They're mm -hmm. figuring out what makes your company tick. Mm -hmm. They're learning what it means to be a part of your culture mm -hmm. and, and everything. Like, in sales, even though you know yourself, like most of the time, they take time mm -hmm. to add, to uh, right. come to fruition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Now, one of the, the things that I love the most about your, your ebook is that you say, you know, determine the position details. In other words, de develop a job description. And that's where I failed several times in hiring a VA. Um, you know, and, 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 and now the first couple were because Kim, my, my current VA, my producer, she's like my fifth or sixth VA that I've hired. Now, I've been in business 20 some years. Um, but the first couple times, I hired friends. Uh, I see you laugh. Um, now, we're not saying that's wrong, but it's that's a whole different dynamic. Oh, yes. Um, you know, and, and friends and family. I mean, that really is, 
there are many people who will just tell you, don't ever do it. You know, do not ever do it. But, you know, part of it, part of it, you're thinking I can pay them less. I can, and I expect them to do more, you know, all those various things, they might be really, really good at what they do, Um, you know, and and so it makes sense to hire them. And so, but yeah, that's, that's a whole different dynamic. But my problem was I did not develop a good job description. I, in essence, it goes do. And then when they didn't go and do like I wanted, I was annoyed. Well, stupid me. Now I knew it was my fault. And, and I told them, I said, you know, okay. And, and so then when we went back and I went through it, we realized it wasn't a good fit. You know, it just wasn't going to work out. And so when I made the decision to, to try one more time, I actually went through an agency, a VA agency and, and so that was part of it, was they made me do this. <laughs> and so I had to develop a job description. So that was cool. I mean, I sat down and I thought, okay, it takes me X number of hours to do this. It's probably going to take them longer to start with, but then hopefully less time. Um, you know, and, and all these various things. So I developed this job description, figured out how many hours a week, figured out how much I would pay, and then I actually interviewed people. Yeah. And I did it on Skype. You know, that's, that's the wonderful thing about technology. And I interviewed, I think maybe 10 um, and all were great. I mean, all really were great. The one thing that set Kim, my VA, my, you know, my, my producer apart was she sent me suggestions. You know, if it, this, this is the suggestion I think, you know, and, and, and I loved the fact that she took that initiative. You know, like I said, all of them probably would have worked out great, but she had that initiative. And so as her, you know, as the person who was going to be paying her, I almost said employer, and that's not good. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, that is yep. one of those funny things. Yes. And you have to watch the terminology, you know, because oh, yes. that, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, when I developed that job description that said, you will do this, this, and this. And of course I had that other line in there, like, all job descriptions have and other duties as assigned. Um, but, you know, I also put in there that if, you know, if there was something above and beyond, then we would discuss it and, and determine, you know, the, the fee. Right. So, you know, it was never a surprise, you know, and, and there have been times where I've said, Hey, I need you to do something extra, something more. And she said, okay, that's going to be another couple hours. Okay, fine. Um, so there's no surprises on, on either end, but yeah, that whole thing about developing what you need and how you need it done is one of the hardest things to do. It is. And like a few things there, I feel like there's a lot of people who hire VAs and they don't work out and then like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to hire again. I'm going right. to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. And what I always say is VA is such a generic term. Mm-hmm. Each VA specializes in right. something. They have their area of focus. Mm-hmm. They don't do everything. You have mm-hmm. some VAs where their main focus is mm-hmm. social media. You have mm-hmm. other VAs that won't touch social right. media. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I'm going to go hire a VA, what happens? You probably have people start knocking down your door. Yeah, I'm a VA, I'm a VA, I'm a VA. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if you don't know what you need, mm-hmm. how do you know which one mm-hmm. is actually going to be able to do right. the job that you want? Mm-hmm. And you also like made comment about, you know, people being, could be really good at what they mm-hmm. do. And they probably are really good at what mm-hmm. they do, but is what they do what you need? Right. So kind of going back mm-hmm. back to that, it's like mm-hmm. you th- it has to match. Mm-hmm. If what they do is not what you need, it doesn't matter how good they are. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the results they've got for someone else. You need someone who's going to get results with mm-hmm. what you need. Right. That's why you really need that job posting. You need mm-hmm. that job description. And a lot of people think, well, job postings, job descriptions are for employees. Mm-hmm. No. Before you mm-hmm. give anybody money mm-hmm. in your business, you mm-hmm. need to know 
what it means to be mm-hmm. successful in that role, right. what tasks you want them mm-hmm. to do. The worst thing you can do is say, well, I need help. I'm going to hire someone like a VA. And once they get in, we're going to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Like, no, like you mm-hmm. need to figure that out before mm-hmm. so you get the right person. Mm-hmm. So you hand off the right tasks. So you're not paying someone for work that they end up not doing, mm-hmm. like for time that they're not spending because some contracts, some VAs, you'll chart, they'll pay, you t- pay them hourly. Mm-hmm. Other ones, you're paying a flat fee right. for a set amount of hours mm-hmm. a month. So if you don't give them work, you're still paying them that mm-hmm. fee and you don't right. want to be throwing money away mm-hmm. on stuff you don't mm-hmm. need. So it's always making sure that you're hiring for the right mm-hmm. stuff. You know what mm-hmm. that is. And I always say, you know how it's going to impact your business mm-hmm. to have them do that work. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I was going to go hire a VA because I was like, this is what I need. This is something that stresses me out. I need this. I had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And we were working together. We were creating what the contract was going to be. And then all of a sudden, I was like thinking, I was like, but how is this going to impact my business? Because mm-hmm. I was like, sometimes even though, as they always say, like the cobbler's children don't have right. shoes. Sometimes mm-hmm. I need to be like, okay, I need to practice what I preach mm-hmm. and go back in my head. I was like, how is this going to impact my business? And I was just like, the stuff I'm going to pay this person to do is not going to have that big of an impact on my right. business. So I was like, hold on. I was mm-hmm. like, before we that, I was like, mm-hmm. I need to tweak things. And now mm-hmm. I'm having that person do something different because mm-hmm. that's what's going to impact my business. Right. I needed to impact mm-hmm. it. But if I didn't think about that beforehand and I was just like, let me just hand off these tasks mm-hmm. because they're kind of like the low hanging fruit. Things I don't want to do. Things I don't want to do. I would, mm-hmm. I'd be paying someone to do something that's really not an impact right. on my business. That the mm-hmm. reason I'm not prioritizing it myself is because it really doesn't need to get done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. and or, or it is a low priority. You know, you can do it on a Saturday morning or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to figure that out. And the other thing is like you mentioned interviewing the VAs and that is so important. And so many people don't do interviews when they're going to hire contractors. And I always have to say is like, when you go to hire a contractor, they're a business owner. And mm-hmm. what do business owners learn about? How to lead sales conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. As a business owner, you've probably taken a class or two on sales and mm-hmm. how to lead those conversations, mm-hmm. what to ask people to tap into their emotions, mm-hmm. their feelings, and everything when you're on that call. So they mm-hmm. say, yes, I need this. Right. And that's what those people are doing mm-hmm. to you too. So mm-hmm. you have to think about it as just like, yes, you already know that you need their help. Mm-hmm. That's why you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that they're the right person, mm-hmm. that it's the right fit. And you mm-hmm. need to lead that interview and ask them questions mm-hmm. just like it would be in an employee because right. they're doing work. And mm-hmm. most of the time you're having a long-term relationship mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've worked with Kim for three years, um, you know, and, and, and there are probably things that I could ha- turn over to her more things, but for now we're, we're good. Um, but you know, it's, it, it, it really was one of those things where it was, you know, I need to, to as, as we said at the very start, I need to better manage my time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what she does, as I said, it was things that I was doing, you know, that, and, but I thought, okay, this is not the best use of my time. Um, you know, and, and so that was when it was like, okay, this is, is going to go. And so, you know, but it, it is a challenge. I mean, to decide whether you want a contractor, whether you want to do it, first of all, or, you know, contractor or employee, um, you know, and, and then of course people totally freak out about hiring an employee. And I shouldn't say it that way. People should be concerned 
<laughs> about the legalities. You know, we mentioned some of them about hiring an employee, mm-hmm. but um, many people, the, the questions that you can ask, I mean, you know, that's, that is one of the, the, the big bugaboos, uh, you know, and, and, and social media, of course, makes this much worse, um, you know, and, and so if you're considering hiring an employee, I strongly encourage you to, to get your arms around, you know, the, the legal ramifications of what you can and cannot ask, what you can and cannot look at, you know, all sorts of things, because that can really come back and bite you. Oh, yes. No, definitely. I'm educating clients on that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you would think like it's no big deal to ask mm-hmm. or things that you would say in an interview right. and being like, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things is, okay, you, you greet a candidate at the door, you're walking them. Like if you're doing an in-person mm-hmm. interview or mm-hmm. even like online, like you're mm-hmm. kind of having that like chit chat before you mm-hmm. start the real interview, before you sit down. And right. um, let's say like they are coming in person mm-hmm. and you ask, were you able to find the place okay? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, was, I know this area. Mm-hmm. My kids go to school right over there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what would, what would the first thing you'd want to do as a person? You'd be like, oh, well, how old are your right. kids? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because even though they brought kids into the, into right. the conversation, mm-hmm. if you continue down that mm-hmm. conversation, now you're learning about them, their family dynamics, their right. kids and everything. And mm-hmm. then they can say you discriminated against them mm-hmm. because they had kids. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, it's learning to walk that line of how do you still be polite mm-hmm. and personable in an interview, right. but mm-hmm. not get yourself in legal mm-hmm. trouble and, and right. stuff like that. And it's like always one of those things. It's like, you got to just be so careful mm-hmm. not to lead the conversation mm-hmm. to where it right. should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if they bring it up, as you said, that's, that's one thing, but, but then, then it is, what do you say after that? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I was working with a young girl one time. She was just out of college. And I was working with her on her LinkedIn profile. So she was looking for full-time employment. Now, she was sharp. She, you know, she graduated with honors, all sorts of things. And she had this fabulous LinkedIn profile. She had done volunteer work, you know, all these various things. And she's getting crickets. I mean, you know, there is nothing that's going on. Or she'd go in for an interview and never even hear from them again. So, you know, and, and I'm thinking, I don't get this, you know, and, and we did, you know, we, I worked with her on sample um, uh, interviews. Also, I mean, she knew what she was doing. Yeah. So I go to her Facebook page and which was public, you know, and, and that's the other thing, folks, be careful about what your privacy <laughs> settings are on Facebook. We've talked about this on, on other things, but, um, and, and so everything she had was public because she's of that generation that you share everything. Right. And she was recently engaged and it was so sweet because she's gushing about her fiance and we've got pictures of her and her dress, you know, and all these various things. And I mean, it was, it really was sweet. There was nothing inappropriate there. However, she talked about the fact that her fiance was taking a job out of state and she'd be moving. And, you know, and so right there, it was like red flag, red flag. And, you know, and, and so she just completely took herself out of the job market simply by those postings. Now, you know, as a potential employer, they couldn't ask about that because, you know, that there's all sorts of things there, you know, they couldn't even mention that they saw that she was newly engaged because that could lead to, you know, is she going to have a baby soon? No, can't ask those questions. Right. But, um, you know, and, and so I told her, I said, uh, so what we did with her 
was she addressed it in her LinkedIn profile. She said, you know, I will be moving out of state fairly soon, relocating to state X. And then dang, she got all sorts of calls and interviews. Um, but, you know, it, it gets tricky when you're looking at hiring an employee. What can you look at? What can you say? Um, you know, and then, then we've got ageism. You know, I have people who back to LinkedIn will post a picture of themselves that's 20 years ago or even 10 years ago because of ageism. You know, they, they don't want somebody thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm 65 years old or, you know, whatever. And, and so they'll post a, a picture that's older or they won't post a picture. And I tell them, no, don't do that. And, and post a current picture. You know, I'm sorry, there is this thing called truth in advertising. I joke. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if I see somebody and it's a big disconnect, then I'm immediately thinking what else is, is wrong. So social media has made hiring. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually really funny because, um, being born in the 80s in that mm -hmm. time, obviously social media wasn't a thing, but mm -hmm. women being discriminated in the workforce mm -hmm. of like not even getting interviews right. mm -hmm. was a big thing. Mm -hmm. And so my name is Jamie, spelled the way where it could hey. be boy or I know. Or my producer name. was like, he, she, he, she. <laughs> and then my middle name is Lee, L-E-E, -E, which is typically Again. more of the masculine mm -hmm. right. spelling of it. Mm -hmm. And my parents, like one of the reasons they said is they, they spelt it that mm -hmm. way because they when I was going to go for a job interview, they didn't want right. people making a decision mm -hmm. on whether I was male or female mm -hmm. based off my resume. Mm -hmm. They wanted me give me the opportunity that where I oh. could show up at an mm -hmm. interview, prove my worth, mm -hmm. and not people making decisions about mm -hmm. me before I stepped into the room. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of the things I'll tell my clients all the time is I'll have clients that be like, okay, so after I get a resume, I then go and spend 10 minutes looking on social media. And I'm like, okay, please don't. I'm like, don't do that. And they're mm -hmm. like, why? And I was just like, well, I'm like, technically, there's no law saying you cannot look at social media. Right. Because so they did say things where you mm -hmm. can't ask people for their passwords mm -hmm. and all that oh, yes. stuff. Like, mm -hmm. But um, when it comes to what you put, what someone mm -hmm. puts out there in public, there's no law against it. Right. However, the discrimination laws mm -hmm. say it doesn't matter how mm -hmm. you find out the information if you right. use that information mm -hmm. to discriminate. Right. So if you go to someone's profile and you realize that they're part of a political organization mm -hmm. or that they have kids or that they're a certain mm -hmm. race or a certain gender or a certain mm -hmm. age, and then you decide not to interview them based on that, mm -hmm. or that person can say, I didn't get the job because I heard that they went to mm -hmm. my Facebook profile and they learned this, right. you're going to have a pretty hard time mm -hmm. defending yourself in mm -hmm. a court of law with the discrimination lawsuit. Right. So I always say, just because you can doesn't mean mm -hmm. you should, right. and know that just because someone can't win a lawsuit doesn't mm -hmm. mean they won't try. Right. And so there goes all of the money that you saved. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always like, it, I, so I always ask, like, you know, what do you want to learn when you go to someone's profile? Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so like I have a client I'm working with now as part of his thing he wants to learn is do they really know and understand social media because he wants them to do just mm -hmm. a little teeny tiny bit of social media management in their role? And I was mm -hmm. like, well, let's ask that. Right. Most, most platforms you mm -hmm. use where people can submit their resumes, mm -hmm. you can ask questions. Mm -hmm. So now we specifically ask about their right. social media management mm -hmm. like background. Mm -hmm. it, it, do they have experience there? I was like, so now you don't need to go look at their profile. Right. So mm -hmm. we can, we can avoid mm -hmm. putting you into potential risk mm -hmm. of going to look at people's profiles. Right. You know, and if you have looked now, LinkedIn is different because we are expecting potential employers to look at us on LinkedIn. I mean, that's oh, yeah. why we're on LinkedIn. And most things you can apply directly right. through LinkedIn or use right. your oh, yeah. um, profile instead of a resume. You know, if I've looked at someone's Facebook profile, their Twitter account, Instagram, whatever, 
keep it to myself. Oh, yeah. Don't <laughs> say anything. Just don't mention it. Don't open that door. Don't do anything that could potentially lead to a problem. And and let's be honest, people are looking. You know, when when I'm doing my training classes, I tell people, you know, your your first interview is they're looking online. You know, they're, you're, then they decide if they want to meet you in person, you know, so, you know, be very careful with what you're putting out there. Yep. And then especially if you're a contractor, because mm-hmm. if you're a contractor, you have websites, mm-hmm. you probably have a Facebook business page that's probably attached to your personal mm-hmm. page. There's so many people that they'll post a lot of business stuff on their mm-hmm. personal pages as well. Mm-hmm. If you're involved in Facebook groups, mm-hmm. you're interacting most of the time as yourself, mm-hmm. which means people go to your profile right. to then get to your business mm-hmm. page. So when you're running a business and people mm-hmm. are hiring you as a contractor, mm-hmm they are seeing that Mm -hmm. stuff that you put out there, even if they're not using Mm -hmm. it, like using what's on your personal Mm -hmm. profile to make a decision. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time as a business, if a business is going to, if a business owner is going to go and put out like their political affiliation or the religion affiliation Mm -hmm. or anything like that, Mm -hmm. to me, that's saying, okay, that, that matters to you as a Mm -hmm. business owner. And then as a customer, Mm -hmm. Cause that's what you are. Like when you mm-hmm. hire contractors, you are their customer, mm-hmm. you are their client. Mm-hmm. I can make the decision to give money to right. you or give it to a different mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So that's some things even like as a contractor. So you sometimes want to be careful what you put mm-hmm. out there because people are seeing it and will make the decision whether they want to give your right. business the money or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and for some people, they do that as a way to eliminate people. You know, and, and, and that's perfectly fine. You know, if you want to say, okay, I'm, you know, our business supports X political party, then you realize, okay, the other political party people, you know, may not want to work with you. That's okay. You know, as long as you realize that. And, um, you know, there was a business person here in, in Atlanta who very, very strong political statements. And I mean, extremely strong. He was, he was very one side or the other. and. And it cost him business, but you know, and, and, and he was talking to me about it. He said, I know it's cost me business. He said, I know that there are people who do not want to come to me because of, and he said, that's okay. I don't want to work with them anyway. Okay. That was a business decision that he made. Yes. Well, let's, we've, good golly, we only have five minutes left and, and I want to get this one in, even if it means we run a little bit longer. Why is it so many small business owners hire the wrong employees and then what the heck do we do about it? Right. Um, so I think so many hire the wrong business owners for a lot of, or sorry, excuse me, hire the wrong employees <laughs> or contractors. Oh, but well, if they're hiring contractors, they're business mm-hmm. owners. So I guess, I guess that works. It's mostly going back to what we talked about mm-hmm. that they, they don't take the time to figure out what they need mm-hmm. before they hire. They understand that they need help. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go and hire the first person that comes their way. Like mm-hmm. we talked about before, friends and family. Right. Mm-hmm. How many times, like most people that hire friends and family, mm-hmm. it's because someone has come to them and saying, hey, I can do X, Y, Z. Do mm-hmm. you need this help in your business? Mm-hmm. And people are like, it's a sign. It's mm-hmm. a sign that this is the help yes. I need. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out not to be the help mm-hmm. they need. Or they hire friends and family and friends and family can't do the job that mm-hmm. they, they need. Right. So it's one of those things like Mm -hmm. you got to know what you need help Mm -hmm. with in order to make good hiring Mm -hmm. decisions. The good hiring decisions can help happen Mm -hmm. if you don't have the work Mm -hmm. done upstream. So that's the biggest, that's Mm -hmm. the number one reason. The second reason is most business owners haven't been trained on what a good interview actually Mm -hmm. is. They don't know how to identify if a candidate can actually do what they're looking for. Um, 
so many business owners are led by emotions and feelings when they're talking to people. So mm-hmm. they're in an interview and I hear this all the time. They're like, I just see the best in people. Mm-hmm. I see this person and I want to give this person a chance. You know, I've heard their story and I just like, we mm-hmm. clicked on a personal mm-hmm. level and right. it's like, great. You want to click with your employees on a personal level, your contractors on a personal mm-hmm. level, because you need to build those mm-hmm. relationships, but you also need to make sure they can do the work. Mm-hmm. So you right. need to make sure that you're asking the right questions mm-hmm. in that interview. And what do most people do? They go to Google and say, top interview questions to ask for <laughs> fill in the blank of the title. And then they right. get these generic questions. Uh-huh. And I always say, do you know why you're asking that question? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, no, because it, or they'll say it was, it was on a list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but if you don't know why you're asking that question, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're expecting to hear. Right. Yeah. You don't know what a good answer mm-hmm. is and what a bad answer mm-hmm. is. And therefore, I'm like, it's a complete waste of your time mm-hmm. to ask that question. So you need to know the position mm-hmm. you need to fill, why you need to fill that position. And once you get that, that information, you can start looking to say, what does it mean to be successful in the role? Mm-hmm. And then ask questions to prove that a candidate can mm-hmm. be successful in that role. And then after you prove that they're successful, can be successful, then you can use those emotions to say, well, which person do I actually mm-hmm. want to work with? Right. <laughs> like, who can I have the best relationship mm-hmm. with and get along with in the office? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you don't click with them, but they're the best person for the job. You know, and, and that may be the thing to remember is, okay, you know, we might not be drinking buddies, but they're really going to help my business. Yeah. And that's the thing you have to understand, though, is like you might not want to hang out with them outside mm-hmm. of work, mm-hmm. but especially if you're in a business where you're going to be in an office together, mm-hmm. you need to click enough to be in that office right. together because you spend mm-hmm. a lot of time mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and they need to they need to fit your culture as mm-hmm. well. Because if you're a business of two, mm-hmm. that person makes up 50% right. of your culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and yeah, and, and yeah, so there, there are definitely things that you have to make sure are there. But then of course the key is if it's not working, end it. You know, now there might be some tweaks. I mean, you know, did you describe it correctly? You know, all those various things. But if you need to end it, end it. You know, and that's where it's hard when it's friends and family. You know, when I had to fire someone that I was friends with, I kept her on for, and this was, you know, years ago when I worked at a, at a big company, you know, I kept her on much longer than I should have because I didn't want to hurt her. I knew this was going to be bad, you know, and, and all these various things. And of course it did a disservice to everyone, you know, because, you know, she wasn't doing the job the way she should have been, um, you know, and which meant she probably wasn't happy there. So, you know, letting her go was the best thing that could happen for everybody. But, you know, when you make that decision, just do it, you know, don't, you know, and, and that's kind of your gut. You know, if you know, this is not working out, examine why, you know, is it because you didn't do a good job description, you know, all those various things, is it something fixable? But if it's not, then go ahead and, and cut that cord. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Like one of the first employees that I ever had turn in their notice on me when I was in corporate, mm-hmm. it was because we had a conversation and she wasn't happy in the workplace. I mean, mm-hmm. we were doing things to fix things. And finally we were talking one day and I was like, okay, we've done a lot. We fixed a lot. We've improved mm-hmm. a lot. You still don't seem happy what's going on? Like, what can I change? Mm-hmm. And she listed stuff. And I was like, you realize that's the job. Like, right. I can't change yeah. that. That's you what have you to do that. To do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I like blurted out of my mouth. I was like, well, maybe this isn't the right job for you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't yeah. believe mm-hmm. I said that. Like, I had <laughs> my manager mm-hmm. because I just told my employee that maybe, mm-hmm. maybe she should quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then employee came back to me a few days later and it was like, she told me, she goes, well, I'm actually going to leave at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. 
And she goes, but that conversation, she goes, the best conversation mm-hmm. I ever had with the manager because it made me realize that right. I am not happy here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever be happy here. Mm-hmm. And I need to find something that's mm-hmm. going to make me happy versus mm-hmm. working a job every day that I'm miserable at. Right. And sometimes we have to understand this. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we need someone to work for us, but we don't want our employees to be miserable. So if right. it's not a match for them mm-hmm. either, Mm-hmm. Be happy, like help them move somewhere else, mm-hmm. help them find something. Sometimes you need to mm-hmm. give them that push and motivation and mm-hmm. have those honest conversations to really figure out, is this a fit? Does mm-hmm. it work? Right, right. You know, and, and it is about, as you said, those honest conversations. Now, again, there's legal aspects, you know, don't, <laughs> you know we're not telling you to say anything and everything to them. Um, but, you know, and if it's a contractor, you might have a clause in the contract with them that says you have to give them 30 days or, or whatever it is. I mean, you know, make sure that you're doing everything the way you should, but, but yeah, it's, it is one of those, you know, it, it's tricky to hire the right people. It's tricky to keep the right people. And then, you know, when it's time that they go on their merry little way, that's okay too. Yeah, it is. So, well, Jamie, we just barely scratched the surface on this, um, you know, and, and I think it is such an important topic, especially for our listeners and our viewers, because we are in a position where, you know, maybe we're hiring a VA, maybe we're hiring a consultant, or maybe we have reached the point where we need a full-time employee or more, um, you know, and, and so I think this is something that we definitely want to continue. But until then, how do people find you and connect with you online? Yeah, you can come connect with me on my website. So it's jamievc.com. So Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, and then VC, short for Van Kike. So I knew no one would ever be able to really mm-hmm. figure out the spelling of that name. So it's just mm-hmm. jamievc.com. You can connect with me through there. It has links to my social media. And if you want to connect with me through email, it's very simple. It's jamievc at jamievc.com. Don't you love it? that? My email is one of those simple ones too. Um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, you've got great resources. You've got great blog posts. Oh, thank um, you. you know, I was just kind of skimming through there looking at some of those. And, and so, yeah, you know, fabulous information. And even if you're still at the stage where you don't need additional resources, be thinking about it. You know, is your business going to grow enough where you need those resources? And so the key is to have planned in advance, you know, as, as Jamie was saying, you know, plan financially, plan all of those various things out. So I encourage people to go to your website to really look at that information, to be thinking about that because we should all be wanting to grow. You know, we might be really happy with where we are right here, but really, don't we want to be bigger? You know, isn't that why we started our own businesses? <laughs> yes. So great. Well, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Yeah, just to circle back to one of the things I said earlier is just remember when it comes to trusting other people or delegating or hiring in general, if you're figuring out if it's really the right time, always ask yourself the question, does it have to be done by you or does it just have to be done right? And if it just has to be done right, it's something you can hire someone to do. It's something you can train somebody to do and then you can get it off your plate and focus on the things that have to be done by you. Perfect. I love it. Well, Jamie, we will definitely have you on again because as I said, this is a conversation that we need to to continue with because I think it is so important. So until then though, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a great conversation with Jamie Van Kike. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.